It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kick them down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, a licensed nutritionist. And today's show and every show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Our co-host this morning is Brenna Thompson, who is a registered and licensed dietitian. She sees clients in our Maple Grove office and also at our North Oaks location. So, Brenna, welcome to the show. You know, I thought today we would talk about the thyroid function, especially about the low thyroid function called hypothyroidism. Well, thanks, Dar. Good morning. And I think that's a good idea because I have been researching thyroid function for several days to maybe a couple of weeks now, and I wouldn't want to be on the wrong topic. Well, of course not. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want you on the wrong not. topic either. <laughs> so as you know, a lot of our clients who make appointments with our nutritionists have a thyroid problem, and it's typically hypothyroid or low thyroid function. So here is your interesting fact for the day, but physical activity may be difficult if the thyroid function is low, and low thyroid function is also a well-recognized cause of sleep apnea. Oh, that is an interesting fact. That is. Sleep apnea, Now, huh? how many people do we see with both low thyroid and sleep apnea? A lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, think about this. You know, if you're a listener this morning and you have sleep apnea, Maybe it's time to have your thyroid function function checked. You know, get your thyroid checked. So sleep apnea may be the reason you're gaining weight or your weight gain could be from low thyroid function. So one of my clients described this, how she felt when she had hypothyroidism. She said, I just wanted to lie on the couch all day with a bag of chips and watch reruns. And when you have low thyroid function, you feel like a slug. Oh. And I think we hear this a lot. People we do. are just having a tough time moving through mm-hmm. life yes. when their thyroid is not working. Sometimes they get diagnosed with chronic fatigue. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know. Maybe it's their thyroid. Yep. It maybe. Could be. And this low thyroid function is nothing to laugh at because every part of your body works slower. Your heart rate slows down, your digestion slows down, which can lead to constipation. Your brain has less activity leading to depression, anxiety, mental fog, and slow thinking. And of course, your metabolism slows down. So here's an interesting fact, Brenna. Did you know that the thyroid gland drives the production of our brain chemicals? called neurotransmitters, such as serotonin and dopamine. I did not know that. Well, this is interesting. Low thyroid function can cause an increase in the adrenal hormone called adrenaline. Now, this is kind of interesting, too. This is interesting. So people can feel wired, tired, and stressed all at the same time. Think about that. You feel wired, tired, and stressed. And... Honestly, you and I, we see a lot of people with those symptoms. Absolutely. Yes. And and we really understand just talking and taking an adrenal supplement, you know, and that's what a lot of people will say. 
You got adrenal problems. Mm-hmm. Take an adrenal supplement. Yes. You we have, know that that's not really going to It doesn't help. work. Nope. You need to dig deeper, don't you? You sure do. And it's interesting, as we were discussing this morning, last weekend, I started reading the Schwartzbein Principle 2. And in her book, Dr. Schwartzbein really discusses this thyroid adrenal gland connection or loop, I guess you could call it. And really the true treatment of it is not just a supplement, but she really stresses the need for a well-balanced diet and lots of sleep. So, you know, Brenda, let's talk about that book, those books of Dr. Schwartzbein. Yeah. She has a book called The Schwartzbein Principle. Yes. Which we recommend for people all the time to read. That was one of the first books you had me read when I started working here. Right. And I absolutely love that book. Simple, but good. Yes. Based on some good science. Mm -hmm. And now, and then she has a second book called The Schwartzbein Principle Principle 2. Yep. And she talks a lot about hormone problems. It's all about hormones. Specifically, uh, she goes back to insulin, but then she also talks about the thyroid and a lot about cortisol and adrenaline. So we know that when people say, you know, you've got adrenal problems, maybe you need to ask more questions. Maybe you need to get some thyroid tests. So, you know, we're going to come back to what kind of thyroid tests do you ask your doctor to order when you are having these problems later on in the show. Yeah. We're going to talk more about exactly what to order. Have them order. Yes, because there are several of them. But Mm -hmm. here's another interesting statistic for you. And I never would have guessed this, but it is estimated that a third of all depressions are directly related to a thyroid imbalance. That is amazing. A third. A third. That's huge. Yes. Yeah. Of all depressions. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe a third of them could go away if the thyroid was working better. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. And so more than 80% of people with low grade or what we might call subclinical hypothyroidism have an impaired memory function. You mean it isn't just old age? It's not just a brain fart or a senior moment. (laughs) (laughs) So what does that mean to you if you have low grade depression and also hypothyroidism? You know, most likely an antidepressant medication isn't going to help much. And we do hear that a lot. We do. You know, again, you need to take a deeper look at the source of your depression, and it just might be your thyroid gland. It could be. Now, that's kind of interesting for people to start thinking about this Mm -hmm. and problem solving with their own body, basically. Yeah. I always, I say a lot of times you have to be a detective. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in our job, we have to be a detective. We are. We're nutrition detectives. Yes. <laughs> and now, so we're talking about this low thyroid, and we've kind of talked about sleep apnea and depression as some symptoms, but other symptoms that people may have if they have low thyroid function, you might feel cold when others are too warm. You might struggle with constipation. Yes, and some people think that that's just... Maybe what they're eating, and maybe it is, but Mm -hmm. it could be how their thyroid is not working very well. Right. And you may experience fatigue all the time, and you're just too tired to do anything or have any fun. And actually, a lot of people will say, well, I can work, I can do my job, sort of. Yep. And then as soon as I get home, I go right to bed. Yes. You know, people talk about they can hardly have 
the energy to put a meal together at mm-hmm. nighttime because they're so tired. Right. So what do they do? They grab chips or popcorn and then it just makes it worse. They sit on they sit on their couch, they watch TV. I hear a lot of times people fall asleep on the couch. Right. And then they get up an hour or two later and they go to bed. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we do have a caller. Should we, we sure take, do. take a caller right away before yes. our first break here? Good morning, Miss Holly. You're on Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yes. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you know you have, uh, I have low thyroid function. I have right. Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Okay. And um, I, it's been suggested to take a salivary um, cortisol test. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if you know, it, it seems you have all the factors to have a cortisol issue and um, the symptoms. Is it is it worth taking the test? Well, I think it's it's better to look at what, you know, well, you know, when you have Hashimoto's, that's an autoimmune thyroid, hypothyroidism. So then you look at what is causing those extra antibodies or the thyroid to be inflamed. And then what we would do nutritionally is look at what's causing that inflammation of the thyroid. And we know that there's a lot of research that indicates that going on a gluten-free eating plan and maybe even a dairy-free eating plan will help to reduce that inflammation for people that have Hashimoto's disease. Yeah. And I don't know if you're doing that. Yes. Okay. And then the second thing is we would look at, okay, you've got to eat enough protein. You know, the the animal protein actually several times a day, like maybe five times a day, to build up the amino acid tyrosine, which helps make enough T4. Then the next step about all that, you have to look at how that converts to T3. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you're doing all those things. Yeah. And if you're doing all those things, are you feeling better? Right. And, you know, are, is, it in, is it, you know, if, if you look at cortisol, you look at, okay, so what could be increasing that? Lack of sleep could be. I mean, that's, you know, you look at some of those lifestyle habits and you say, you know, I need to get on a consistent basis eight, eight and a half, nine hours of sleep every night. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to heal everything up. So, you know, my our our view on some of these things is to address what is the obvious with people and help them adjust their lifestyle and their eating to really heal what is going on in their body rather than having people really spend a lot of money on tests that gives you maybe a little indication but sometimes not a lot. I see. So I walked around that one pretty nicely, didn't I? <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, I think um, that makes sense. That was kind of what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we yes, okay. But I think that's a great question. And Very we good hear question. That, we hear that all the time. But thank we, you so you know, much. I okay. love your show. It's so informative and helpful. All right, you're thank welcome. You. Thank you. <laughs> well, we, we do need to go to break. Okay. All right. But you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to share a comment from a client who took our Nutrition for Weight Loss series this winter. 
I couldn't believe how much better I felt in such a short time. My digestive issues have greatly improved. My overall attitude about being healthy and losing weight has totally changed. I am so positive about my future journey and achieving my goals. Already, I have lost nine pounds, have more energy, better moods, and fewer cravings. Thank you, Angela, for being an excellent teacher. And when we come back, Dar will share some times and locations for our next Nutrition for Weight Loss series so that you can get signed up for one today. But if you have questions about our thyroid, about your thyroid health, call 651-641-1071. Allow me to blow your mind. Ready? Fat doesn't make you fat. (laughs) You okay? Still listening? All right, I got another one. Sugar substitutes actually cause you to gain weight. Whoa, is it opposite day? Nope, just dropping a little science on you. The kind you'll learn at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The kind that will teach you how to eat real food that gets you to your real weight and makes you feel real good. For good. Because the point system doesn't add up. The starvation diet is mean. And you can count on calorie counting to let you down every single time. Learn to eat the way people did when obesity was an exception, not an epidemic. And learn how much delicious, real, vital food you can eat. That's the part that will really blow your mind and eventually your butt right off your backside. To sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Booking Up Nutrition. You know, our Nutrition for Weight Loss series is so much more than just a weight loss program. It's really a health recovery program. And, oh yeah, people do lose weight. But more important, they get rid of their heartburn. They get rid of their constipation, their diarrhea. Class members not only lose weight, but they also get their energy back. They solve their sleep problems, and they have much better moods. Oh, we see that. Oh, yeah. Yes. So the Nutrition for Weight Loss program is so much more than just a weight loss program. And the next series starts in Wyzetta on May 6th and on North Oaks on May 7th. So you can call up and sign up. It's uh, call 651-699-3438, or you can just go to Mm weightandwellness.com and sign up there. And before we were before we went on a break, we were talking about if your thyroid isn't working too well. Oh, you you were going to talk about a couple of books. I was going to talk about a couple of books. Uh, I think we had some people who wanted the names of the books that we had talked about previously. And the first one is called The Schwartzbein Principle, and it's by Dr. Diana Schwartzbein. And her last name is spelled kind of funny. It's, I believe, S-C-H-W-A-R-Z. B-E-I-N. Yes. Yes. Schwartzbein. And then her second book is aptly named The Schwartzbein Principle 2. Yes. That's it. So going back, Mm -hmm. we were talking about some symptoms that people have. And I was talking about, you know, just before break, it's fatigue, feeling tired. Yes. But there's other ones. Yep. A whole host of them. whole host of them. So let's talk about those for a little bit, Brenna. Okay. So oftentimes my clients have those symptoms that you were talking about. They also have dry skin, dry eyes, thin, cracking, and peeling nails. Because the thyroid is our metabolism. And when it slows down, all of our metabolism slows down. And, you know, here's some other signs that uh, you may have dry, 
thinning hair and maybe you're losing your hair and we see mm-hmm. this all the time. Yep. And then a a nice sign to look for is if the outer third of your eyebrows are disappearing. Ooh. You probably have some thyroid problems. And um are there other signs? So you might also experience some hormonal problems or irregular menstrual cycles, endometriosis, or even fertility issues. And that list just goes on and on. And you know what? You might also have some problems with your cholesterol numbers. Really? Yes. If your thyroid is off, sometimes people have higher cholesterol numbers. Because it says that your liver is not quite working. Because we know cholesterol mm-hmm. is made in your liver. Yes. So it all fits together. It, Yeah. No system in your body is kind of off on its own, is it? No, it isn't. Nope. So should we take a couple of callers? That while... Sounds like a plan. Okay. Good morning, Miss Monica. You're on Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? I do. I actually have two quick questions. Hopefully I can sign off. One is a lot of the symptoms that you're talking about seem to be very similar to um, those that my daughter has who suffered from um, ADHD. And I was just curious if there's any connection with that that you've heard. And also if there's any significance of parahypothyroidism. Is that the same thing as hypothyroidism? No, but the parathyroid glands are are... I mean, there's four little glands, my understanding, Mm -hmm. and they can be affected. So it's really important to have that tested, too, to have your parathyroid checked if you have some of those symptoms. But a connection between thyroid and ADD, I believe there could be a very good connection because we need thyroid hormones to be working right to make your neurotransmitters and to support your brain chemistry. So I would... Definitely recommend having a th- uh, a total thyroid panel. So what you're doing is you're having the TSH, the T3, uh-huh. the T4, and the antibodies, a total panel um, tested for your daughter. How old is your daughter? She's 20. Yep. I mean, have her, have all that tested and, and at least rule that out if that's not a problem. But, sure. And then and you must have sus- some suspicions. About, that's a hard word. That is a hard word. (laughs) (laughs) About the parathyroid, too. Oh, I have a good friend that has that, and so I was curious about it. Sure. Okay. I mean, all all these really do connect and all the other symptoms in the body. So that's a great question. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. There. We figured that one out. Yeah. Should we take another caller? We should. Good morning, Miss Jody. You're on Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question? Yes, I do. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Um, I have, I'm diagnosed with hypothyroid. I'm taking um, actual Synthroid, Mm -hmm. and they've got me on two different doses because it's been hard to regulate. I only have part of my thyroid, half of it's been removed for nodules. I have everything that you're describing, plus I have weight gain. And so I started with a weight-reducing program, Metafast. And I'm just not feeling good. I'm not losing the weight, but they keep saying I should. Does this have anything to do with my thyroid? Certainly. It has something to do with your thyroid. You know, just so you understand, like, Synthroid is basically supports your T4. It gives you some T4 thyroid. And you, 
you have to convert that over to T3 because the T3 part of your thyroid produces the energy and burns the calories or in in your cells. Okay. So that's part of your metabolism. So if you're not having that conversion going, then you've got some problems. So sometimes people look at how do you supply more T3? There are certain medications that p- provide T3 to support that. Uh, and then sometimes we recommend things to work on the conversion. But if you have antibodies... Um, obviously you've got, you know, you've got some kind of an autoimmune thyroid problem. And so I think you have to look at what, what are you eating and kind of your lifestyle habits to see if you're providing all the nutrients for your thyroid that you have left. And then you're not providing things that are going to make it worse. And so there's some of those weight loss programs out there that have a, they use a lot of soy products in there. And you can't have that. No, you can't. That's soy is actually a negative for autoimmune thyroid problems. So I think it's not a good fit for you. Okay. (laughs) Well, and my other thought with that is you have a low thyroid and with the Metafast, you're basically starving your body. And that's going to slow your metabolism down even further. And, and I think it's making sure that you're giving it enough nutrients for your thyroid to function. And typically on a very low calorie um, kind of eating plan, you're not getting enough protein to supply enough of that um, of the nutrients. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's like your yep. thyroid is in starvation mode. Well, and they do, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I've only been on it for six weeks. My four-week check, when they tested my levels, they did say that my um, protein level went significantly down from, from only four weeks ago. So they're like, you have to keep eating more protein. Well, you can only eat so much, you know, and so it probably is not working the way it should be for me. I think no. that's true. You would be, I think you would be a great person to come in and take our nutrition for weight loss class. And that's on May, right? Yep. It's, we have a new session starting in May. So you can call any of our offices or you can um, look at the calendar online, too. Okay. And it, what's your website again? It's just it's weightandwellness.com. Okay. All spelled you. out. Okay. But thanks for the call this morning. Thank you. And, yep. Yep. Thank you. I suppose it's that break time again. And we have lots of callers this morning. We do, yeah. Thyroid's Pop- a big, hot topic, it's isn't it? It's a popular <laughs> topic, yes. And you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Minerals are very important to your thyroid function. Zinc is needed for the production and conversion of T4 to T3. Selenium has also been found to be an important mineral for thyroid function. And again, it is necessary for that conversion of T4 to T3 that happens in your liver. And it's important to have this T3 available because it helps convert oxygen and calories into energy, the basic fuel for your metabolism. So if you've got questions, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, have you ever awakened from a sound sleep by a painful cramp in your foot or leg? Yes. (laughs) Well, and you know, you may have gotten out of bed and hopped around Trying to get that cramp to release. Has that ever happened? Uh, I kind of lay there and just cringe. <laughs> so it may surprise you that a high intake of sugar, Ooh. so that wasn't you, triggered no. the cramp. 
while supplementing with magnesium will prevent cramps. Mm-hmm. You know, we recommend supplementing with about 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate to relieve those muscle cramps. It's an amazing uh, mineral. Yes, it is. So I also wanted to remind everyone that Mother's Day, a very important day. It's very important. It's just a little bit of about a week away. Mm-hmm. So how about giving mother a gift certificate for a class or a consultation? You know, let's face it. Mom's health is important to the whole family. It sure is. And she really needs the correct nutrition to keep healthy. So if you call 651-699-3438, you can purchase a gift certificate. And I think you can even do it online. Probably. At Weight and Wellness. We can do everything online. Yes, we can. So it's simple. And then you've got that one solved and you don't have to be rushing around at stores figuring out what mom should get. Yes. And it's better than a basket of daisies. Yes. Much better. Now, coming back to our topic today, the thyroid, we might be asking ourselves, how can this little butterfly-shaped gland at the base of my neck be causing so many problems? And it's really a very small It's not very big. No. No. Now, at your annual checkup, your doctor might run his or her hand along the base of your throat, checking to see if there is any size change in your thyroid. So looking to see if maybe there's a goiter or a nodule there. But really, it takes a blood test to find out how your thyroid functions. So there are three main thyroid hormones. You have TSH, or thyroid-stimulating hormone, T4, and T3. And all have to be in correct balance for everything to be working correct. And it's actually estimated that between 5 to 25% of people have thyroid problems. So when you think about that, you know, it could mean one out of four people have thyroid problems. You know, if we compare that number to people with chemical dependency, it's estimated that one out of 10 people are chemically dependent. Hmm. Or one out of 88 children now are being born with autism. So one out of four people, that's a lot of dysfunctional thyroids. It sure is. And in the last 40 years, there has been a massive increase in the hormone, the thyroid hormone disruption chemicals. Yes. That are finding their way into the air, into the food, into your water supply. So this is one reason to make sure that you're drinking pure filtered water. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, never dr- chew gum with artificial sweeteners. Nope. Avoid foods containing trans fats and refined oils. And all the more reason to eat the weight and wellness way. Yes. Simple. Yep. Easy. Yep. Yeah. Now we do have a couple of callers. So Okay, sh- shall we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good morning, uh Barry. Yes. Hi. Hi. Good morning to you. Good morning. You have a question yeah, for us? I do. My question is that when you go in for the thyroid test, a lot of times you'll get results back that say you're within normal limits, but you're still showing all the signs that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And you could be on the lower or higher end of the within normal limits. And some doctors out there are writing that they believe that it needs to be lowered, the within normal limits. Why is there such a variant on what doctors believe it should be? (laughs) That I don't know, because I think it was over 10 years ago that they lowered the, you know, the TSH number goes up to the higher the number, of course, the slower your thyroid, the TSH number. So if your 
thyroid is up at 5.5, which they some people believe is a top normal. Well, in reality, they've moved that number down to 3 or 2.5. So right. it's below that that is considered normal. But really what is normal, normal for people that don't have thyroid issues is 1.5. So that gives okay. you a understanding of if you're up at 4, well, you do have hypothyroidism. Right. And why? So how do you get tre- or how do you <laughs> compensate for that? I mean, you can't get treated, so you have to do it the holistic way. Well, no, I think you have to I think you have to sit down with your doctor and have a discussion. That's all I can say. And okay. just say, you know, can we try this? And then again, you know, it's only Synthroid helps with a T4. You still have to have somebody help you with that conversion of T4 to T3, or you have to be able to get some somebody to prescribe a medication that will give you T3. Okay. It's okay, a complicated... So it's, it's a little firm with your doctor then saying, I need to try this just to see. That's what I would do. Okay. And I don't know. Um, I've always find when I come with that approach... Every doctor I've ever worked with, are, it's very agreeable. So okay. I think that right. should work. Okay, thank right. you. It's it's a lot, you know, and I think this is, Brenna, this is one of the reasons that we have not done too many thyroid shows because there, it is a very complex and complicated it is. topic. And it takes a lot of work with your practitioner yes. to get that. And then, you you know, not only do you need the medication, but you certainly need the the lifestyle habits of sleep, mm-hmm. you know, drinking enough pure water, doing all the things that you need, and eating enough protein. Yep, all those things that we can teach people, and but sometimes you need the medication too. Yeah. So, yes. So should we take another caller? I would love to. Yes. Okay. Good morning, Miss Elizabeth. You're on dishing up nutrition. You have a question. Good morning. Good morning Good to morning. you. I was wondering if you could maybe just make some suggestions on some metabolism-boosting foods, just a few, that for a person who has a thyroid issue. Protein. Protein. That's what I was first thing <laughs> that was, you know, eating. And if you could eat, like, we, Brennan, we would both say grass-fed meat yep. if you can, because then it won't have any hormones or antibiotics in it, and it's going to have a few more nutrients, and so it's going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. But... Doing that maybe five times a day. Yeah. Yes. And avoid? Avoid anything that has an artificial sweetener in it. Yeah. Whether that's Crystal Light, diet soda, low fat, yogurt. Um, and a, certainly avoid soy products. Oh, yes. That's, so, you, you know, you're wanting animal protein. And then healthy fats. I think coconut oil. Yep. Certainly coconut oil seems to be one of the leading... Uh, fats for mm-hmm. metabolism these days. Or some grass-fed butter Yep, would be good. So oh. you said low-fat yogurt. How do you feel about Greek yogurt? As long as it's the plain Greek yogurt without um, funny colors and flavors. Oh, well, that doesn't taste any good. Okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> it tastes delicious. Throw some berries on it. So you know, All right. Thank you very much. Okay. So, you know, the other thing is some people are dairy sensitive, so yeah. yogurt does not work at all for them. I'm finding inf- more clients with that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's more inflammatory. And then you look at, okay, th- the thyroid, you know, like Hashimoto's is an inflammatory thyroid condition. So yep. 
There's a lot that goes into this. And there's a whole lot. So. Yeah. All right. So should we take a break or should we? Oh, yeah. let's keep chatting about this. All yeah. Right. Okay. Now, some experts who study the effects of these toxic chemicals that, Dar, you had mentioned before we took some of these callers, they believe that these chemicals we ingest from, say, tap water, soda or pop, fast food, and foods that have been treated with high amounts of pesticides may be interfering with that T4 to T3 conversion. And it's important to understand that that conversion happens in your liver. So the T4 comes down from your thyroid. Mm-hmm. goes to your liver, and that's where it gets activated to T3. So it's really important to have a healthy liver. Yep. So then you start to look at some of your other lifestyle factors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're consuming a lot of alcohol, maybe your liver is not working too well. Right. Or if you're consuming a lot of sugar. Yes. So we talk about fatty livers often, mm-hmm. and that's coming from high fructose corn syrup and sugar. So there's, again, you know. Or pain medications. A pain, yes. Pain medications, Advil, Tylenol. Oh, definitely. Yep. They can come in and disrupt your liver function. Now, initially, your TSH number might be in the normal range. But as we discussed with that caller, that range can be pretty wide. But the T4 is not getting to T converted to T3 because we don't have great liver function. And then we have symptoms of low thyroid. So today, most of the thyroid issues are autoimmune, actually, Mm -hmm. meaning that our immune system becomes confused and starts to attack the thyroid gland, causing inflammation. And we kind of talked about this through the show. You know, and this is often referred to as Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which leads to hypothyroidism, or it may actually cause another condition called Graves' disease, which is actually an overactive condition. Yeah. Now, I think we do probably need to go to a break here. Okay. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Did you notice last night when you brushed your teeth that you had bleeding gums? Mm, No. No, I didn't notice that. But if you did, you might be asking yourself, well, what causes bleeding gums? I brush every day. So lack of vitamin C or too much sugar could be causing those bleeding gums. So restore your gum health by taking possibly 500 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and adding in 1,600 micrograms of folic acid and then maybe throwing in a little 200 milligrams of CoQ10 and watch your gums get healthy again. It works very nicely. Hi, sleep. I miss you. What's it been? Six months? A year? I don't even know anymore. I just know I need you. And I really want to reconnect. I tried medication, hypnosis, some weird tea that smelled like feet, crying hysterically. None of it worked. A friend of mine told me about this place that helped her sleep, Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I know. What the heck does food have to do with sleep? She says a lot. I can't remember what exactly because my mind is shot these days. No sleepy, no thinky. Plus, I'm getting acne and headaches and my butt's getting fat. I'm going a little crazy, you know? <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give nutritional weight and wellness a try. And I promise, sleep, if you come back, I won't snore. Learn how real food can improve your sleep, mood, digestion, skin, and more. Sign up for the Weight and Wellness Series at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
Now, clients often ask, what are the four most important supplements to take long-term? And my answer to this question would be bifidobacteria and L-glutamine to support your good digestion because you've got to have good digestion going to break down foods. And then I would say omega-3s to support your heart health and reduce inflammation throughout your body. And then my favorite supplement I believe most people are low on is magnesium. And I recommend 300 to 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate daily for everything you could possibly think of. It's important for everything. Yes. Yes. So we were talking about, we were starting to talk about low thyroid yes thyroid yep. problems and these you know what causes an autoimmune thyroid issue well it might be due to environmental toxins or sensitivity to certain foods we eat such as gluten foods or dairy products or foods containing soy so so those are all those things so mm-hmm. If you have signs of low thyroid functions, questions you may ask yourself to try to determine the cause. You know, one of those, are you a smoker? I wouldn't have guessed that one. Uh-huh. That's a, that ra- raises havoc with the thyroid. Uh, I think everything does. Yes. But do you live in an area that has low iodine in the soy? Or in the soil, in the soy, in the soil. And if you do, so I know Dar and I, we live here in Minnesota. It's the goiter belt. Yes. And you, or maybe you have substantially cut down on your iodized salt intake in your diet. In fact, I was just telling you a story about, I had a call Mm -hmm. from a client from Michigan. And, you know, 20 years ago when she was 20, she was told to eat, not use salt any longer. And so she was using an artificial salt all these years. Wow. So she virtually has not been getting any iodine right. at all. Because you can only get it in iodized salt or in certain like seafood products. Yes. For the most part. Yeah. So here's another question. Are you drinking water, tap water with fluoride or chlorine? Not hmm. good for your thyroid. Nope. Are you a heavy consumer of those soy products, especially soy protein products, such as soy protein powder or maybe soy meat substitutes? You know, I don't know if people remember this, but back in 2007, Oprah, you know, she's she's really one of my heroes. <laughs> she claimed she had cured her long-term thyroid t- condition with a Hawaiian vacation. Mm. And she used a diet heavy in soy milk. She even had a mind-body expert on her show to say thyroid disease is due to women's inability to speak out. Well, that's not Oprah's problem. That doesn't even make any sense. She was extremely articulate in her ability to express herself. But we know soy milk no doubt increased her thyroid problem. Right. Yeah. So. Now, the reality is that thyroid problems are actually the most common autoimmune disease in America today. And women are actually seven to ten times more likely than men to develop thyroid problems. And this connection may occur during pregnancy because certain parts of our immune system relax or kind of go to sleep so that the immune cells and antibodies will not reject the baby's placenta. So being pregnant kind of calms down the thyroid, but after the baby is born, the immune system is turned back on with a vengeance, and there's a huge surge, and a few months later, thyroid problems become apparent. Yes, and we see that all the time, and I think a lot of women recognize that is 
you know, six months to a year after they have a baby, suddenly they've got a thyroid problem. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of interesting that what happens. But again, thyroid problems are not only occur post-pregnancy. It has been found that one out of every four post-menopausal women, they have thyroid problems. This is an epidemic. It is. Yeah. So should we take a caller? We should. Good morning, Miss Pamela. You're on Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. A sure. couple of them, now that you mentioned the pregnancy. Uh, the first question is, everything that you're talking about thyroid, is it um, the same for men and women? Does the fun- thyroid function in men and women do look at the same number? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm-hmm. then for pregnancy, would it be good after the baby's born, you know, 6 to 12 months down the road to have the thyroid tested? I think that's a great idea. And yes, very perfect. good idea. Okay. So you know exactly what you're dealing with. And Fantastic idea. Would you ever have a class, or do you plan on having a class for pregnant women, or how to feed their babies after they're born, or the nutrition of a? If you a guys promise to come to it, we well, will. Yeah, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I, I don't plan on having any more kids. But, okay. You know, no, we could do that. It's just sometimes, you know, people ask us for these classes, and then we end up with maybe three or four people, and it's just okay. not enough to put all that work into developing a class and, and holding it. But, yeah, you know, an online, online class would be great. Yeah. Okay, and well, that that's a possibility. We could do that. Well, yeah. I think um, in the next month or two, I think Kate's going to be teaching a class on fertility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to do that in our, I believe it's our North, North Oaks office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yes. So, anyway... Um, so we were talking before that caller is that yeah. one out of four women that in are that are in menopause or postmenopause have thyroid issues. Wow. Now, so this epidemic of thyroid problems, especially in these women, well, we have to look at some of these body signs of low thyroid function and also at some of the causes. But so we've got, you know, what are the solutions then? Well, I think when we have a nutrition consultation, we help clients address those kind of those personal reasons or factors that are inhibiting their thyroid from functioning normally. And, of course, we look at food first. We always look at food first. And I make sure that my client is eating sufficient protein. Now, we know that meat, poultry, fish, eggs all contain an amino acid called L-tyrosine. And this tyrosine supports the production of T4, which is considered kind of the storage or, say, the inactive form of the thyroid hormone. And, you know, of course, we recommend eliminating sugar and processed carbs from your diet. We often suggest removing gluten grains from your menu. So, yes, eliminate bread, pasta, muffins, crackers, pancakes. You know, and clients tell us daily when they switch off gluten-filled products and switch on to vegetables, they immediately feel better. And one simple change in food choices usually reduces inflammation in their body. Just that one simple change. Yes. Getting rid of the processed grains. And it reduces inflammation in their body and in their thyroid. Now, these inflammatory foods that we need to be careful of, again, are sugar in any kind of form, really, grains that contain gluten, and then dairy products, especially, say, skim milk or low-fat, no-fat yogurt, cheese, cottage cheese. Yes. And for most people, say, butter and whipping cream are not inflammatory. They're basically just those dairy fats, and they're very good for you. So... 
the thyroid, we, we keep saying, is a very complex, and it's a very small gland, but it is amazingly complex, and it affects so many different aspects of your body. So how do you know if you're having a thyroid problem? If you have symptoms of low thyroid fun- function, a simple test you can take at home is to take your temperature. When you first wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, place a thermometer under your arm and hold it for 5 or 10 minutes or until your thermometer beeps. If your temperature is lower than 97.6, it may indicate you have a thyroid problem. You know, it's really best to test for several days so that you have an average. Mm-hmm. Or a better solution is to go get a blood test. So maybe you test your, you think, oh, I've got the symptoms, and then you test your temperature for mm-hmm. several days. And you may then go and have your doctor do a blood test. And the best information for you to understand how well your thyroid is functioning is to have what we would call a full panel thyroid test. And this is going to include your TSH, your T4, your T3, and the thyroid antibodies. So there are many medications that your doctor may prescribe, but finding the correct medication for your personal thyroid situation is very complicated. It is also important to follow an eating plan and a supplement plan that supports your thyroid. And this process, again, is very complex. You know, I believe you need as much guidance and help following a thyroid diet as you do following a diet to prevent heart disease. If you have heart disease in your family, you know, you certainly would not eat French fries and margarine. Nope. Which are full of trans fats. Yeah. As with a thyroid condition, you know, you wouldn't eat bakery muffins made with soybean oil. No. You would be much more proactive about your health. Yes. I hope this answered a lot of questions for people on thyroid. Or created more. Yep. Thank you for listening today. Thank you. Have a great day. I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.